0: and we're back yes yes in quite a long time Uh, it's been a few days it has been it's unfortunate
1: but we are uh, we are back I uh, had some some uh, obligations with a little eight year old turned nine so we had some birthday stuff to get into and celebrations and all that good stuff. So yeah, put a put a little uh, just a little delay on us. So that's how many times you cry? Her or me? You? Uh, none. Uh, Zero no. times.
0: Yeah. Okay. You Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, folks. You know, Dad's will be all. He's all tough, but he's a big old softy so inside. <laughs> to his little girl. His girls. Well, so. i' And
1: I—that is true. And I'll admit when that happens, but when it doesn't, you know, I'm not—I'm not gonna lie to the people.
0: Yeah, no shame. I'm. You, hey, one thing's very clear: I'm very emotional, as we all know. So, trust me, I probably would, you know, too. But it's, this just this messing with you. But yeah, how about you? Uh, you know, set the table.
1: Yeah. So we're gonna kick it off. Uh, we are going to talk about the the first quarter of the season of the NFL season is done and we will do a recap of, of where our lions the state of the union with the Detroit lions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk about that. Um, but the first thing we'll talk about is the bill O'Brien firing. The Texans have fired their GM and they have also fired their head coach, uh, which happens to be the same person and it's bill O'Brien. So, yes. uh, I will let you kick it off. Uh, on the O'Brien firing, and just get your uh, your thoughts on it.
0: Well, for one, I mean, look, uh, this is one of those events that you know, if our listeners want a bit more context into what we're going to talk about today, uh, you know, you can go back to our previous episodes, like earlier this year, sometime, sometime around the springtime, maybe April to May, something like that. And as uh, Nick Foles is still a pick, <laughs> I guess as we're recording, we're watching the Bucks in Bears game, at least I am. Uh, so we we talked about that time when Houston, Texas, Bill O'Brien decided to trade Hopkins for David Johnson. And I think like a fifth round, But it was something way, way. I think, up- was, right. I think it was David Johnson and a, and a two, I believe. And a two. Okay. Yeah. But still, no, not nearly enough of it. For one, it's not like you were we, – if people want to, I guess I don't have to rehash everything, if people want to know what we said back then, essentially, it came to pass. We talked about how you gave up your biggest offensive weapon. (laughs) You didn't really have like a deep team, a deep uh, a a lot of weapons to begin with. Um, And so and you basically left uh, Deshaun Watson out to dry. And you went on record then, and have been saying since then that, hey, look, uh, if I'm Sean Watson, I'm not resigning. Now, he has since gone on to do so. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just saw the writing on the wall that Bill O'Brien was being a buffoon. You know, making terrible moves and putting this franchise in a, in a bad spot. And lo and behold, you know, the Texans start off their first, the season, first quarter of the season in their own four. Yep. And one of their biggest issues is that <laughs> Deshaun Watson doesn't have anywhere to go with the ball. You know, and, you know, it, it all goes back to Bill O'Brien and also I think it was support that uh courtesy of ESPN that came out that apparently uh, uh J.J. Watt and Bill O'Brien got into a, a heated exchange, verbal exchange in front of the whole team during practice. Mm-hmm. I think that was like the last, uh, you know, domino to fall. Because JJ Watt is highly, highly respected in that locker room, and of course the ownership. You know, yep. um, he's a good guy. He's a hard worker, a great player. So if he does not like you, that says a lot. And um, you know, it, so you can see that the team is devoid of talent, which is his fault as a GM. And then of course they're not performing strategically. And of course he's not doing a good job as a head coach, keeping good ke- uh, team chemistry. So he's failed. With all aspects of his job requirements, therefore he deserved to be fired, which you called for earlier uh, earlier this year.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, as soon as though the DeAndre Hopkins trade happened, the very next episode that we did, I was adamant, and I was also serious. Yeah, that that is a fireable offense. <laughs> what you got back from that trade? was a fireable offense. I I if I owned the Houston Texans and that happened and granted let's say it happened and I had no idea and I just, you know, I let the GM have all the power to do whatever it is that they wanted. Mm-hmm. After that happened, it, you're you're getting fired. Yeah. Like that because it's that bad because the thing is, there's only so many elite pass catchers in the NFL and you had one. Not only did you have him, but you had him under contract for another, I believe, two to three years. And wow. then the Cardinals just signed him to an extension. But my thing is, number one, that that move just in a vacuum. So, not so right, that move alone was a fireable offense. And then on top of it, you're 0-4, right, in the first quarter of the season. And you're 0-4 partially, like you just said, because of the moves you made. Mm-hmm. Like, you, the reason the, you don't have a go-to pass catcher. Number one, it, and your offense is struggling, and then you look at other moves that he's made there. Uh, get, got rid of Dwayne Brown because it—I it, I think Dwayne Brown had some uh, just not nice things to say about uh, ownership. When uh, I believe it's—I believe it's Bob McNair is the owner, but um, he had made a comment something to the tune of, of of prisoners running the prison, and Dwayne Brown was not fond of those comments, which. I, I, I'm not upset at Dwayne Brown for, for, you know, being upset at comments like that. Um, But you get rid of Dwayne Brown um, and then you have to spend two first round picks to get his replacement. Who is Laramie Tunsil from Miami dolphins. So you're, you're essentially giving away guys. And then it's costing you so much more to get the replacement you let Jadavi, You traded Jadavi and Clowney. I don't even think they got a first round pick for Clowney.
0: Yeah, like
1: do you, like you're you're letting
0: just you know just asset. You know what's you funny. know what I mean? Go let me go for something. cheap. Let me say something. Yep, go ahead. You know what's funny? Uh, <laughs> as you're recapping the situation, and as we're both recapping it, you know, on a, on a far less uh, successful scale. Granted, it's not like the Texans. Won Super Bowl or even I think won a division. And uh, they they won a couple divisions.
1: Yeah, they they've won a couple times. Yeah, so
0: on a far less successful scale. But in terms of the controversy and how head coach handles someone cha- like uh, someone who challenges him in his locker room, is it ironic it, or is it just you know by circumstance that another Patriot guy runs his team the exact same way? in Matt Patricia. You know, like, is it that these guys, and this could be hot take, is it that these guys, because they coach under the Belichick, do they believe that they are above reproach? Now, granted, look, I, I think, let me be very clear. I don't think any player should disrespect the head coach. And I do believe if a, head, a player does be disrespectful to the head coach, then a head coach is obligated to do some kind of disciplinary action because you need to be able, just like a parent with his kids, you need to be able to set boundaries, right? Professional mm-hmm. boundaries, right? Now, like I said, in a disrespectful manner, it's okay to challenge your head coach in a respectful manner. Hey, coach, look, uh, can I stop by your office? You know, I'll like, talk to you about something. You know what I'm saying? Or you, what you got to coach to the side, like, look, I'm seeing this, or I don't agree with this. Can we talk about it? You know what I'm saying? There are different ways to go about it, uh, especially when you're a guy on the team with some respect, right? Players respect you, but, you know, I it, it is interesting. Uh, and man, tell me, am I overthinking it? But I just had that revelation while you were talking. Uh,
1: you're not overthinking it, but there, there's there's a separation, right? As a, so, as a parent, and when dealing with, we'll, we'll talk about my youngest, Logan, for a minute. So the 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 encouragement that I give her is to is for her to grow up and be. The, the best possible version of herself that she can be. Like, it's my job to help her with that. Right. Um, but we also have a very clear line of I'm the parent and she is the child, right? She right. doesn't uh, contribute any funds to, you know, the, the, our lifestyle and doing the things that we do. Like, so there, there's a clear separation. When it comes to it, even the situation you said with, uh, you know, a player challenging a head coach and, and being disrespectful – well the thing is is you need me to to be successful right, right? there's not there's not many head coaches that can be successful Without with their, their star player right. is not performing well right. so in in as a as a coach you're not beyond reproach because you, you look at it more it, as a partnership it, it, right that's that's exactly it that's exactly it it's it's more right. so you right a, a a husband and wife than it is a a, a parent child relationship yeah, but you know because the star Right, because it goes, it, it like there's just so many different elements to it. Because as the head coach, like for for instance, so for um, for Bill O'Brien, if JJ Watt's not happy and he goes to Bob McNair, right? That's the, so the 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 ramifications of that is McNair is going to have a conversation with Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Like, look, JJ's been here his entire career. Yeah. And has had no issues with no head coach ever yeah no one else like you can't find someone to have a bad take on him yeah so you are the problem in this in this so fix it yeah like that that's what the conversation would be whereas you know what I mean like it's not like a, a you know an owner is gonna be like well you know it's either it's either bill or, or JJ it's like no 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 JJ's thing it bill it's you yeah like so you need to get it together yeah um so it, it just it's it's just not like that whole situation just was a mess, and that and that is the the sole reason that I said that Deshaun Watson shouldn't sign a long term extension because it's a mess. And we we were texting about it because my thing is okay. Well, let's say and and this is purely hypothetical, but let's say that Jason Garrett gets hired in as, as the head coach of the of the Texans. Like in my thing is regardless of what you think of of, of Jason Garrett. If that's not Deshaun Watson's guy and the guy that he feels comfortable with, like, well, guess what? Now you're stuck with him no matter what, you know. Like, it it just to me, like, you need to have the leverage because there's only there's so few situations that a quarterback has it. Like, and Deshaun Watson had it, and it's and it's gone now. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm not <laughs> saying that that How Houston's going to try to abuse him, however, but
0: I, I do understand where Deshaun Watson's coming from. He took the money, but also. Look, I do think Deshaun Watson is also talented enough where he should be able to make it work for any coach. In fact, anybody that, that Houston hires needs to have the understanding that this is our guy. And I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. around the league, I know where you're really getting at. Anybody who takes that job is chomping at the bit to work. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Um,
1: but. Yeah. But the thing is, is like I look at in in it's a different situation, but there's a lot of parallels. I look at the Jets situation. Oh, Adam Gase is, is supposed no, but uh, give me a minute. Adam Gase is supposed to be some offensive guru, yeah. and this quarterback whisper. Uh huh. So they so so the Houston Houston Texans could hire a similar guy with that you know with that mindset of like oh well he's a quarterback whisper. But then it turned out to still be Stop a disaster.
0: Westboro. you make me think of a Harbaugh, I, I don't need that.
1: Well, they, they, maybe they hire Jim Harbaugh, and then you know Deshaun Watson be ruined forever. Jeez. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm just, but I'm just saying it. It just to me, I, I feel like Deshaun should have kept that flexibility, um, you know, as far as moving somewhere else or just having the leverage. Um, you know, I, I I just thought he he should have waited and and did that because that because to me. The only thing that would have happened is the price tag was going to go up. Like right. how much you were going to make is just going to go up. Because had he waited until after the season, well, Dak's probably either going to get signed or get his, uh, you know, get a, a, another franchise tag. But, I mean, the market's right now, what, 39? I, I think it's what he signed for, 38, 39?
0: 39, a minute, 30, 39,
1: 39 mil a year, yes. I mean, I don't, I don't think that was going to go down. No. It, it it's it's yet to go. Yeah. Down. It's it's it hasn't
0: gone down. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but you know he's also really really young too, man. I think he's what twenty four, twenty three years old, twenty four years old. You know, it's not like I, I understand quarterbacks uh, who sign. It's kind of it's kind of like you know think about Stafford and I in comparisons that I totally understand when the quarterback signs his first deal with whoever team he's with because. You know, it's like your first time around. You're really, really young. You're like, okay, I have a lot, a lot of career ahead of me, as opposed to when you sign your second deal. Because I think by your second deal, you're like, okay, I, at this time, I've been with the organization seven to eight years. I know exactly who we are, what we are, and where we're going, how this organization operates. That Then you have a pretty good feel for what's the best that you could do. I think this is the second round with Houston, going on his second round with Houston, the second contract, you know, he wants to see how it's going to work. Now, for his sake, one thing: stress. And we don't know. Maybe they talked about this behind closed doors when he signed the contract. They've got to figure out how to protect him. Um, you know, because wherever they bring, do something with uh, the firing of Bill O'Brien, too, you know, you have to figure out a way to keep your star player healthy. And I think Bill O'Brien put him in in a lot of dangerous situations because not only is he the head coach with his play calling, but also being a GM, not making sure he's keeping him protected. Now, he did trade for Larry, Larry, uh, Larry Townsville. What about the rest of your office line positions, right? So, you know, that, those are the things I worry about. Yeah, I mean, that's
1: that's great he brought in Tunsil, but number one, you already had Dwayne Brown under contract and now you lost two years of first-round picks for Laramie Tunsil you haven't resigned him yet, um, and also, so so essentially, there's no guarantee that you're gonna have him moving forward. And then number two, you've already traded away the future of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Like that, like you're you're in trouble. Um, and, and to me, like even if that was a discussion, like if the discussion in the in the 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 meeting room of signing the contract was Bill O'Brien needs to go, okay, cool, that happened. But if it was, we'll sign, but you guys need to do x y and z and if if x is getting real rid of bill o'brien that's cool but there's no guarantee y and z is going to happen which is protect deshaun watson and and, you know make sure he stays healthy because at at this point it's like for the texans like well we got him under contract we can just go back to doing whatever it is we want to do you know and that and that's that that goes back to just what i just
0: have been stressing
1: is keep the leverage
0: Quick Go question. Ahead. If you're Eric Billamy, the assistant head coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, known as a really good office of mine, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I'm asking this question. Like, I don't know the answer. Uh, if you had to choose between the Houston, Texas job or the Lions job, which one would you take? Ooh. Um... You if I'm that. EB, Eric Beal, uh, Bealamy? BLM, uh, oh my gosh! B enemy. I yeah, do. I know. I know how to run a, a creative offense.
1: But dude, to have two years with no first round pick—that's a lot, dude. That is a and lot. It, the
0: last few years in the NFL draft, there's there's been a ton of wide receivers every single class. You know, a ton of uh talented tight ends and running backs every single class. I mean, freaking Alvin Kamara is a third round pick. I mean, like they're. Nowadays, dude, skill positions are are I don't want to say a look no.
1: But I didn't I didn't say skill position. I said two years without a first round pick is tough. I'm not I'm not just I'm not just saying like, well, he doesn't have pass catchers, it's gonna be hard. It's hard to build a team without getting one of the top thirty two guys coming out of college. I get year. it, no Like yeah. that's and, and for two years in a row. Like that, like it, like think about this. Brandon Cooks has been traded, I think, three times in his NFL career. Every single time he's been traded, the other the team that's traded him away has gotten a first round pick, except for when he went to the Houston Texans. Yeah. Like that's the only time that team did not get a first round pick. Like it, it like uh, it's just so bad. That's that's the that's the scary part. Is just if I'm Eric Biani, is is. You know, if I if you're telling me, uh, you know, we're going to sign, you know, a Matt Rule type deal where we're talking seven, eight years. And, and you know, I've got time to actually do this because, you know, you guys gave a madman the keys to the to the Cadillac. um, Then cool. But if you're if I'm on a normal, you know, four or five year deal like that. Man, that's gonna be tough to flip in just a little bit of time. Like and and I think Deshaun Watson is is borderline superman on the football field. Like he's that mm-hmm. good, but he's gotta have some help. You know, uh you you let Clowney go. Uh, you know, JJ's getting up there. You know, who who else you got? Honey badger walked, like that defense is 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 slowly deteriorating. Yeah. So it, it's 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 tough. You know, it's a tough place to live, right? How many
0: places? Once again, but how many places can you walk in and you have a quarterback who's at the age of 20, in his early to mid-20s, um, who is signed? You know, look, I'm just saying, yeah. man, Like, you, you, I feel like most coaches would be like, wow, I I have the most important position that I need locked up with a guy who I know exactly what he can do. He can even get better. And he's already mm-hmm. really good. So, and he's, and he's, you know what? But, he's also a proven winner. So, yes. But keep this in mind too. Number
1: one, the number one, Eric Bieniemy knows where he's coming from, right? So the Chiefs aren't going yep. anywhere. And the next in line from the from the Chiefs, if you want to say they're not the best team in the AFC, well then the the Ravens definitely are. That's another team you got to yep. get through. You know. And granted on the NFC side, it's not any easier, you know, cause you got the Packers that are right there in your division, but, um, you know, it, it, you got the Packers and the Seahawks that are, they're not going anywhere for the next probably five, six years. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, it's, I, I think there's pros and cons to each. Um, I, it, I'd, I'd probably, if I were him, I'd probably still go to Houston. Um, I think their division is a little more winnable, uh, year in and year out. Um, you know but like i said it's not it's not easy you know it's, like i said trying to build a team without first round picks is almost impossible yeah
0: it's tough it's tough i mean but but you know it's but i also believe that if you know what you're doing from a scout perspective you know you also can make it work um if I'm the enemy
1: though, I'm I am I want a say and when I say a say, I basically I want to I want the to, to name my GM. Like I want I want
0: to do yeah. that. Yeah. Maybe he could bring somebody who's in the front office in Kansas City with him, you know. Um That'd be nice. A, you know, you know, maybe assistant director to Scouting or whatever it is. Um but to mention the Lions, how about we go and segue into the Lions topic <laughs> that you wanted to so graciously bring up. Yep. So, first quarter's done. The Lions are 1-3. Where is it? lots of Lions started playing football.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they play, uh, you know, on Sundays, and they lose most wow. of them. Wow. But, um, you know, we're at the bye week for the Lions, and, you know, you had, had, had talked about just kind of seeing where they were after the bye week. <laughs> uh, after week one. So, this is before any <laughs> games happen. Uh, cause I actually went back and listened to, uh, that episode that we talked about, um, just expectations, what we think right. will happen, um, you know, and where we want it to be as far as after the bye week um, after week one, you totally went off the rails and you wanted them to lose every game by 150 and, uh, you know, you don't want them, you're, you're in full tank for Trevor, uh, mode. So, um. You know what? What's you know first quarter of the season's done. What's what's your take
0: on the on the
1: hometown team?
0: Well, I, I wish for the people listening that I had some great you know fiery take that's well thought out and had an answer to what's going on with the Lions. I mean, it's the same old same old in terms of look. They're in a situation in which they have a terrible general manager. They have a terrible head coach their culture is terrible uh they're most
1: see here so i'm i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to interrupt you right there they had all those things before the season yes. started and and you are you tried to tell me that they were going to be a fringe playoff yes. team. I, I, I don't think you said they were going to win the, the uh, division yeah. or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure you were very close to saying sure. they would be a playoff sure. team.
0: And, and, and my main reason for doing that at the time was because I believe that a healthy Stafford can get you eight to nine wins. Um, but I, I believe, and I believe, besides Stafford, that there's enough talent to help you get to eight to nine wins. Not a lot, but enough talent, you know, for you, for, especially on the opposite offensive side of the ball. You know, I thought the addition of DeAndre Swift and going in tandem with on Johnson had no idea we'd have Agent Peterson, let alone he'll be the freaking starting <laughs> running back for us for some reason, which is a whole other story. But um, I, I thought that we would have a very well balanced offense with Bevel. I thought maybe ho- I, I banked on Hawkinson, maybe taking a step forward, get a little bit more acclimated, acclimated uh, in the offense. And so that's all I was banking on. And, uh, you know, by no I was wrong. Um, but I think one thing that's also evident is that Matthew Stadler first seems to have come full circle in his career. And you know what? Where there's smoke, there's fire. And Matt Patricia, what you the mean only by thing that? he seems to do well is come up with amazing sound bites, in which can be used for comedic purposes, <laughs> mind you. Not like he's intelligent, it's comedic purposes and things he says. Uh, he really says nothing in their press conference b- besides a whole bunch of blah, blah, blah. Uh, but so he was asked by Michael Rothstein, ESPN reporter for the Lions. Um, why should something like, why should Lions fans have confidence in your team, in you uh, based on the results in your tenure so far? And he said, well, mm-hmm. we, we, we still have a lot of work to do. When I got here, there was a lot of work to do, and we're still working on that. Essentially something like that. In a way, taking a shot, if not intended, but definitely implied, uh, at Jim Caldwell, uh, and, and, and mm-hmm. like essentially like making it seem like Jim Caldwell mm-hmm. left from some kind of mess. Uh, I'm sorry, right?
1: And see, and and see, I guess uh, for my thing is, and here's what drives me crazy about reporters and journalists that, that you right, you let these co like so if you're gonna add like that's a tough question to me for Rossine. That is a tough question to ask. Sure. If you're going to ask, no, 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 just, just give me. If you're gonna, if you're gonna ask that question, don't let him off the hook with right. an answer like right. that. Like, if, if you're gonna ask the first one, ask the follow up. There, there's a lot of, there was a lot of work to do when we first got here, and there's still a lot of work to do. This team was nine and seven and made the playoffs, or, or was, did they make the playoffs? No, last they, year? they barely missed it. They were, they were, they were close. Okay. They were this was a nine and seventeen yeah. when you got here and the coach got yeah. fired for that. You went what six ten, six, nine and one or six and ten yeah. last year? Like so what what you it seems like you're getting worse. I mean, what work yeah. are you doing? Well,
0: I, I think like why, a little too far. I mean, I think that's simple. I agree with you for one. And I think a lot of times because that's why it's really hard to be a beat writer is you know, you really can't say anything or you get your access revoked or you know, you kind of get black blackballed. You know, I, <laughs> inside the uh, media room, um, not from like your your fellow media members, but from the team.
1: Right, it's from uh, the team. Yeah, but see, I I think I think with the way social media is now, like you cannot get away with that stuff now. Like I'd be shocked, floored if the team got yeah. away with that. Like with the way social yeah, media yeah. is now. Oh, uh,
0: absolutely, and they'll get slammed for, especially when your coach has been this bad. You know, ain't no baby in him. This is his results. But I, I thought, like, a follow-up question that would be a little bit easier is that, well, um, can you please explain with me about work to do as his team? Jim Caldwell, you know, had a winning record, and at the time of his firing, he, the reason for you being here, we were told, was that 97 was not good enough. Yet you haven't reached that during your career, your tenure here. You know, that's not... And you're and you're sure as heck not on pace right <laughs> this year. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a very that's a very well phrased question. Yeah, and it's not like you're throwing dirt on to Do it's the truth. Like you you can be all butt hurt about if right. you want to, but it's the facts. You've been trash.
1: That's the results, right? And, exactly. You know,
0: like what can you say? You know, like, you can try to get snippy with the whole. I made had the most important play in Super Bowl history, or whatever it is, it's like dude, you can keep getting snippy all you want. These are your results. No one else is doing this but you. Right. You know, nothing too is that my what I was getting at is that when he made that he made that statement, so many people, players <laughs> who have left, commented. You have Dan Olavsky, who is as pro line as he gets, especially when it comes to his boy staffer, mm-hmm. ripped him on ESP and said, No, like basically saying, you No, know, we had a good culture under Jim Caldwell. Uh, you took over nine seven football teams, so it wasn't that much work to do. And the reason why you took you were said to take over was because just being nine and sip was good enough. you supposed to take them over the hump. You had Glover Quinn call you saying, Dude, having laughing emoji. about are you serious? Don't start this. That's what he said. Like, so many players, CJ Anderson, who had like a, a cup of coffee with the Lions, probably barely with them for a couple months. <laughs> at the time it's released, people can go back and look at this. He said, I can't discuss why I'm being released, but I'll talk about it later. This is over a year ago. Fast forward now. Once Patricia makes that comment, if you, people can go on CJ Anderson's Twitter, you can see that he is, mind you, he's not even playing football right now. He played with another team last year after he got released from the Lions. So he should be far removed. From this situation. Not like he was a long-term Lion anyway. He comments and said, look, there's a lot going on with the Lions. I can't really say, but there's stuff that I can understand why they're bad as they are. Besides, on the... There is a... That guy has done a terrible <laughs> job with his locker room. And you know, you know I know that too, deaths, Smoke, fierce, fire. You heard rumblings about a fraction in the locker room during his first training camp. Like... The moment he got yes. there, yes. he like he's he done a terrible job. And the thing about Jim Caldwell, Caldwell's uh failure was on Sunday. Game management. Monday through Saturday, he was one of the best coaches in the NFL. And I'm not being hyper like hyperbolic or you know, hot take he really was. Players loved playing for him. He created a great culture with the Lions. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the most talented teams all the time, but We like with Terrell Austin. Terrell Austin is known as getting the best out of the defense, right? We talked about that at the time. He could take a player, make a play like a B-minus player, right? This team had a great culture, but they were missing some pieces, and Jim Caldwell wasn't quite good enough to get them over the hump from a strategic perspective in-game. But this guy has been a failure on all aspects of a head coach. He's been a failure in terms (laughs) of uh, creating uh, strategies, strategies, uh, for uh, game preparation to be successful. He's been a total failure there. He's been a total failure as the head of a franchise in terms of keeping a locker room, and a good team chemistry, and getting guys to believe in him and to want to play for him. Right? It, it's been a total collapse. A total collapse. And you know what? Shame on the Ford family once again. Sheila Hemp Sean's parents and her family by not firing this dude. It, it It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. There's no reason. There's no other evaluations. There's no, oh, let's see how the season plays out. No, 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 no. It's not like you've had peaks and, you know, you've heard the term peaks and valleys. It's not like Mm -hmm. this team has had peaks and valleys. It's been all valleys. Ain't no damn peaks. (laughs) No, there's no positive moments this tenure here. It's been a total disaster. His first training camp is a disaster. Well, I mean, I'm rolling we, right now. Let me finish. His first training camp was a disaster. Go ahead, go ahead. And you lose to a trash Jets team, 41-17, against a rookie quarterback at home Monday night. It hasn't got any batter. It's been dreadful. Go ahead. No.
1: I, I, I was just gonna I, I was gonna humor you and say that uh you know, keep in mind, though, we it, we tied against the Cardinals last year. Yes. Like, that was great. That yeah. Was we're a thing. quarterback. Fantastic. It's just. Yep. Oh, yeah. Little Carol Seenberg. mighty, man.
0: It's just like. It is, he's been a total disaster. Total disaster. He's worse. He's worse. Honestly, dude, you know what? He's worse than Marinelli. Marinelli just didn't know what he was doing. But I don't think Maryland I, I don't know. I mean, I know Marinelli went over 16, but my God, that team had no talent at all, like nothing, dude. I think yeah, right, yeah. Watched well, up they called Pepper was the freaking quarterback. Dude. Okay, <laughs> that team was dreadful. All right, so I mean, who knows? Maybe Marinelli had Stafford at that point in time, games, and probably Matt Patricia, because this guy is terrible. Because it's one thing for you to be a boob and be terrible in terms of in-game management and preparation. But when you can't, when you have your locker room, like, and guys don't want to play for you, and then when they challenge you, you're shipping out. Team captains, well-respected guys. Darius, Quandre, <laughs> Dane, uh, Damon Harrison. Anybody or been there, Globe Quinn, have either been pushed out, traded away, or just asked to leave. Glenn Glasgow, when we talked about this, he said he won't even have taken the money if the Lions offered it to him, the Bengals' money. Like, he wants to get up there quick as possible. No one wants to be there besides Patriot guys, right? Watch the Patriots guys.
1: No mm-hmm.
0: wants to be here. No one. Not because it's Detroit, not because it's the Lions necessarily, because he is, made, he is a laughingstock stock around the league because he's the one of the worst things ever as a coach. He's a con. Like he and people know that he he tries to post something that he's that he's not, and guys see right through that. And I do kick rocks, they don't nobody wants to deal with that. You don't you can want Jack, you're terrible. And it's just it's just it's really just it's tough to see. It's 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 a terrible situation, only getting worse. Uh, button three, the Cardinals have had a rough couple weeks, they just got blasted by the Panthers, so we really don't know how good they are. We thought when they first started off. Maybe they're a team on the rise, but maybe they're going through their peace and valleys of the season in which they, they're still rebuilding. They're still on their, you know, building towards something. And they're not ready yet. But you barely got past them, um, and you got lucky. Probably shouldn't have, but, you know, they're one and three. Their season is over, um, and I believe that staff, this is going to be Stafford's last year here, one way or the other. You know, I think he's either going to request a trade, or something's going to happen, but uh, yeah, I think this is the last time you see this regime here. Happy about it? Lose, 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 baby. Lose as much as you can, cause I need that top here. I,
1: <clears throat> as much as I want you to be happy, yes, go ahead. But uh, you. I, I, <laughs> I am. Well, well, what I want you to do is just curb your enthusiasm about what uh, and. About the potential of this regime going, like
0: I I, I possibly say to say that this regime would stay. There's nothing you could tell me.
1: Listen, if six and ten last year six nine and one, whatever they were, they won like three games uh, last year. That if if
0: games remember Stafford was hurt. you think about the first season,
1: Dre? Yes, Dre. Okay, they lost. They lost four games last year. Won four games last year. What I will tell you is I looked on the schedule uh, and based on what is is going on this year I saw another four to five wins out. So okay, here's a, here's a, the the rest of the schedule is they have Jaguars, Falcons, Colts, Vikings, Washington, Panthers, Texans, Bears, Packers, Titans, Buccaneers, fine, Vikings. Yeah,
0: yeah, we're not being a Falcons. Our Falcons uh, have not won a game. Let me tell you some what the Falcons. The Falcons have a well, very good okay. offense, and they're going to torch this trash defense. They have a very good offense, so you know what? They'll beat us.
1: I didn't even count the Falcons. Here is here is my counts as, as far as and granted, I, I'm, you know, as much as you can you can count wins for a one and three team. Uh, I've got the Jaguars them winning. I've got Washington, the Panthers. Uh, oof, maybe I maybe I had less than that.
0: No yeah. Couldn't.
1: Other than that, I, I put the I put the Falcons as maybe another I,
0: I win. I, I really do. So I put I us at four wins. At here, but I just I don't see unless unless
1: to me the only way the only way this regime is getting wiped out is if we lose out. And I don't oh, think that's going
0: to happen. I, don't think so. no way. I just don't think, because think this, about it, Dre. Well, yeah,
1: think please, about this. Explain. Think about your the 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 artist family has owned the Detroit Lions for years and years and years, and you know your grandfather owned it and your mom owned it, and now this is literally your first year owning the team. You want to fire a. a, a that's the thing too you want to, okay you fire your head coach fire your GM you've never hired one before so how do you even know what yeah, to, what to even that. do
0: so I mean look this is when it's not so much for Sheila but it's the people that she surrounds herself with who should know more than she does That's how you need to approach this and this is why
1: but keep in mind she's probably got the same people around her. That Martha had around her and 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 yeah. on down the line, like you know what I mean. The same people that said, "Hey, why don't you hire uh, Rob Wood as your team president?" Yeah, no, no, no. I know he doesn't know anything about football, but he'd be great yeah, for this I, position. I just... Like that, like but those are the people that, that they have around the family. All, all
0: I can say is that look, this is a bad.
1: I'm just telling you, curb yeah. your enthusiasm. That's reason. all I'm saying. Don't assume I, that this is going to happen. But
0: well, here's the thing. Even if you were extremely patient, like I just don't see if okay, I think that con- that argument have a lot more merit, a lot more, you know, juice behind it. If there were some kind of positive signs at any point during this guy's tenure, there was never a positive sign. It was literally bad results from the very beginning. And then there wasn't like this spike. The Lions never went on a win streak on a map Patricia. They they're like they're like uh, even for like a three or four game win streak while well, he's been here. His first season, no. Last season, no. This year, no. So far, it's been all bad results. And then you had the national embarrassment. How many games he you been you embarrassed national on national TV? You know what I'm saying? Your first first game, you embarrassed national TV. You're making me sound bites, and now you have people nationally talking about you in the franchise. He is the Lions are already kind of a, a laughingstock around the league, but. Your the head coach is a laughingstock every week, and he's getting more and more attention. Terry Bradshaw for Fox Sports called him out, You're having people on ESPN call him out. He's a stock around the league, and when you have that kind of noise around your franchise, and, and, so, and then the results are so bad, I just think that it's just it's it's too much going on. It's too much going on you have a former player speak out? There's nothing that you can say and say, you know what, let's give us some more time. I just don't believe so. You know, unless, unless, unless but you... they, you know, rip off six or seven straight wins somehow in the season. That's now, not they happening. go seven or nine, right? Stop that. And they're off the season. Let's say at some point they get four or five wins in a row. Okay, I can see that then. Do I want it to happen? No, but I can see that. But that's not going to happen with this. But you, but
1: the things that you're like you with what you're mentioning, because you do have some good points. But you're also assuming that the oh. Ford family is around the team, and also is paying attention to ESPN. I don't even yeah, think they know, know what they channel suck. ESPN I know, I know is on on, on their okay. on their cable. But 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 the thing is, is, is your what you're telling me is what I'm telling you is curb your enthusiasm, and you're telling me well I can't help that that side of it. Well, you can't help. If they don't pay oh. attention to the team either. Like, so you're making an assumption based on something that it, it's in the same light as okay, we with it. We're screwed. Then. Like you We're can't screwed. you can't We're assume screwed. that too. Yeah, we are screwed. I'm aware. And as soon as soon as the Miami Dolphins start to, I am all in. Give me some teal <laughs> hey, and grass colors, green go, jerseys. I don't even uh, know what colors they are. Man, TT wearing number
0: one is on. Oh, I'm all about it. I am hey, all about hey, it. We, we I want to see still, that lefty show uh, it. A couple's trip to Miami, go to a Dolphins game.
1: <laughs> I'm down with a trip to Miami. Heart, Miami is what's fun. Name? Hard, me and my, uh, uh, me and my,
0: Heart Rock Cafe feel something like that. Like, I'm sure it's sweet. I love to go see TT playing live, baby. That'll be sweet, man. I'm <laughs> I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all I'm, for it. It's tough, man. I and I know for people out there who don't know that De- has been trying to divorce the Lions for years and, and hop on the team. <laughs> Two years ago, it was Team Jacks, so the Jacks were good. You saying, go Jack go. You know, he, it was he, he's found an off. All- <laughs> hey, I'm fins, I'm fins up. up
1: now, baby. Let's go. Fins up. So, as soon as they release that old tag yeah. of a
0: I'm in there. No, I no doubt, man. No, i, I understand, there. but it's just it's a bad situation and it's hopeless you know and what makes it hopeless it's one thing when your franchise is bad but when we know your ownership historically this is what I can't I can only avoid it I can't argue it is that when your franchise has an ownership that historically has been clueless detached that actually makes it so hopeless (laughs) because you know you can't think Mm -hmm. that someone is watching out and saying this is not okay I mean, how is it possible that, at the very least, Sheila Hamp has to make a statement? At the end of last year, <laughs> you
1: said... That tells me yeah. she doesn't pay Your attention. Like, at do we're, like we're screwed. We was already a
0: long time after the end of the season, but you said that <laughs> you expect to be in playoff contention. That was the the uh, ultimate... The, the, the That was the thing. That's the expectation. That's, that's okay. the expectation, one yeah. Barely 1-3. Your season has been an absolute disaster. Uh, (laughs) Sheila, oh, Sheila. Yeah, things aren't looking very good right now. And, like, I just... How can you at least say, like... uh, At least a quick statement uh, to the fans, to the City of Detroit, to the fans of the the Lions, or or whatever, um, I would like to say that Thus far, we have not been very pleased with the results of the team. Uh, I want you to know that uh, our statement of our expectation uh, at the beginning of the year to be a playoff contention still stands. And once we have determined if that is still going to happen or not, we will make decisions from there. Something just like that, you know, this bit-balling. But that at least will say, look, we understand that things aren't going towards what we've asked for. And believe me, we're paying attention to it. And if things continue on this road, Pretty much know what we're gonna do, right? Like like that's is that someone yeah. to ask for? And that's like you know that's why I can't it's a uh, what I will like say is it go ahead because that doesn't take much to say, you know?
1: Well what I will say is the playoffs don't like one and three teams. Like they like the the numbers show. Yeah. Playoffs don't like those teams. Even with an extra spot, like it's not happening because you look at even if so it's it's uh it's thursday night so we're watching the bears and buccaneers that the bears are down is it 13 13? down 13-0 there's 3 minutes left in the in the uh before halftime so whatever even say they go down 13 to 7 and say they lose this game bears would be 3 and 2 and the packers are 4 and 0 in this division. And I don't even think we're the best division in this, in no. the, the, NFC. I, I do you know what, what I mean? Like, the Packers like are, the, the
0: Packers are we're not making the playoffs that, this year, especially with the 49ers being compromised. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think that the pack. Mm-hmm. It just, I, I, I,
1: but I will say the only, only reason I'll give Sheila even a bit of, of credit is because if you, if you say that, It's just, it's just, like, there's no turning back from that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it it is.
0: uh, I I just don't. Maybe for them, it's like, you know what? Look, until we are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, we won't make a move. And and maybe we got to get to a point in the season, where it will be, like, around Thanksgiving time, I see the Lions continue to lose. And that's that's the caveat, though, right? That gets to your point. Is that let's say they get they roll into a couple meaningless victories, but let's say around let's say mathematically they get to two and seven, right? Or or three and seven or three and eight. Now you're getting to the point where you're you're pretty much done, right? Is that what's going to take, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it's going to, I think it's going to take something like that, and you know, maybe that's what they're waiting for, maybe that's what they're waiting for, but the worst case scenario. It's that due to that additional wild card spot that we get to the end of the season, they're like six and eight. And with two weeks to go <laughs> it got almighty, can you imagine the first few games they start to watch this year? She have, she's tuning in on Fox and she see that stupid freaking wild, uh, in the hunt graphic, and she see her Lions at six and eight as one of those teams. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, oh, okay, well, we're close. You know what I'm saying? Like I can, I can see <laughs> it. Then. Yeah, it sucks, dude. It, it uh, sucks. Anyway, I think we cover what we need to cover with that.
1: Yeah, I think so too. We, you know, we got plenty to hope for with the, with the good old yep. hometown Detroit Patriots. Oh, well.
0: Fins up, baby.
1: That's another one. Hey, fins up! Let's go, TT. Let's go. All right, man. That's That's another episode, man. Appreciate it. Peace.